the Lord. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. Come on, saints. Let's begin to worship him. Lift up your hands. Lift up your hands. Begin to worship him where you are. Begin to call upon the precious name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We thank you, Lord. We bless you. God, we worship you this day. We honor you, O Lord. Come on and worship him. Come on and worship him. Are there any worshipers in this place? Are there any worshipers in this place? Come on, let us give God worship right at this time. Give him worship. Begin to worship him. Begin to bless him. Begin to glorify him for he is good and his mercy endureth forever. He is worthy of your praise, worthy of your glory, worthy of your honor. Hallelujah. If you have the activities of your limbs and you have your right mind, God has done great things for you. Bless him, bless him, bless him. Bless him, bless him. Hallelujah. Come on and cry out unto the Lord. Come on and cry out unto the Lord. Begin to worship him. Begin to glorify him. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Lord, we bless you. Lord, we love you. God, we praise you. Lord, we honor you. We believe in your word. We trust in you. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. 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 We worship you, Lord. We glorify you. You are worthy of your praise. Glory and honor belongs unto you. You are altogether glorious, altogether wonderful. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Come on and give God another hand, praise. Hallelujah. 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 Praise ye the Lord. Amen. Amen. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Amen. We give God glory and honor. We give God praise, thanking him for a wonderful day. For as the word said, this is the day the Lord has made. And we shall what? And be what? Amen. Rejoice and be glad in it. For God has done wonderful and great things. Amen. He has kept us from all hurt, harm, and danger. Amen. Delivered us from the hands of the enemy. Amen. And we are here by the grace of God. Come on, look at your neighbor and tell him, I am here by the grace of God. Amen. We are here by God's grace. His grace and his mercy has delivered us, amen, into seeing another day. And for this, we say thanks. As Paul said, give thanks unto the Lord. Amen? Amen. Amen. Give thanks unto the Lord. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. That we always give thanks. That we always look to him and honor him for who he is. For he surely he has done wonderful things. Amen. All of y'all look like y'all can walk. Amen. Look like you got all the activities of your limbs working. Amen. You got your right mind, don't you? Amen. That's why you can say amen. Because you got your right mind. Amen. We honor all the fathers out here today. Amen. On Father's Day. Amen. 
a blessed Father's Day to you. Amen. May God ever bless and keep you. Amen. This is what the world needs. Amen. For men to stand up and be fathers. Amen. For I always say, you know, it's one thing for somebody to be able to call you a dad. But to say, this is my father. Amen. Takes you back to, this is where I came from. This is the one who birthed me into the world. Amen. And that's a wonderful thing. Amen. I honor my father on this day. Amen. Reverend Fred Ingram. Amen. The man who taught me how to love the Lord and to always love being in the house of the Lord. And for that, I am forever grateful. Amen. It's good to have an example before you. Amen. Somebody who's a good example of what a godly man should be like. Amen. And if you have a godly man in your life, you should thank God for him. Amen. Amen. Come on, somebody. Somebody ought to know. Amen. You got a godly man before you. That's a blessing. That's a blessing. Amen. Because you got many men who still have not matured yet. And they can be 50, 60 years old and still have not matured. Because it's not age that causes maturity. Amen? Some people say that we mature as we age. Not necessarily. Amen. We mature as we go on to be with the Lord. As we follow his word. Follow his way and his will for our lives. Amen? Amen. And for this, amen, we begin to mature in our hearts and in our minds. Saints, open up your Bibles with me to Exodus, the 17th chapter. Amen. We got our deacons in here who are good fathers. Amen. We got our assistant pastor in here who's a good father. Amen. We got musicians that are good fathers. Amen. Amen. We thank God for that. Amen. We got church members. Good fathers. Amen. Amen. And I don't know if you know it, amen, or if you've been watching the pattern, but it's something that God has brought to my attention. God sends family to this church. Families. Amen. Because we attract family. Because it's in God's plan. God created family. Because God loves his family. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. God loves family. Amen. And it's the greatest institution in the world. Matter of fact, it's the first. Because family started in heaven. Amen? Amen. So it is very important, amen, to honor family. The structure of family. For what God has put together... That's it. That's it. That's it. You can't break up what God has put together. Amen. Exodus, the 17th chapter. Amen. Thank you all for your wonderful text messages. Amen. Exodus, the 17th chapter. Our title, it's all about Jesus still. Amen. For the rest of your days while you are breathing, it's all about Jesus. Amen. Amen. 
It's all about Jesus. Our thought for today, victory through the cross. Again, victory through the cross. It's because of what Jesus did on Calvary, how he stretched out his, his arms that we have victory. Amen. He stretched out his arms, amen, and died for us. After being humiliated, after being ridiculed, talked about, laughed at. How many know he stretched out his arms and died for us? Amen. He gave his life so that I can live. For the Bible says, for the thief cometh but not for to kill, to steal, and to destroy. But Jesus said, I have come that ye might have life and that ye might have it more abundantly. I want you to know he was so serious about that that he died for that. He stretched out his arms and died for that cause. Victory through the cross. Amen. Keep the cross before you at all times. I believe it was on last Sunday how we told you that even the world sees the power of the cross. When you think about vampire movies, how the first thing you show a vampire, the cross, is repulsive to him. He begins to back up. Well, I want you to know that demons honor the cross. I want you to know that the devil himself is afraid of the cross because he knows what the cross did. Our cross means his defeat. Come on and say it with me. Our cross, Our cross. Is, Satan's is Satan's defeat. Amen. The cross that Jesus died on for us caused the defeat of Satan. So our challenge for today, our test for this week, to never give up. Again, to never give up. I don't care what's happening or what's going on in your life. Don't you give up on your marriage. Don't you give up on your family. Don't you give up on the dreams that God had given you. God has given you a dream. Never give up. Come on, turn around to your neighbor and say, never give up. See, that's what the enemy wants most of us to do. He wants us to give up. He wants us to give up on our marriage because our wife fusses too much. He wants you to give up on your marriage because your husband screams too much. Don't ever give up on what God has given you. Don't give up on your right to have peace of mind. Don't give up on the joy of the Lord, which is your strength. Don't give up on praying because you will reap if you faint not. Keep on praying. Look around and say, don't give up. Oh, tell your neighbor, never give up. Don't ever give up. Because even to the last breath in your body, you are victorious. With the last breath in your body, you are a conqueror. It doesn't matter what's happening. I don't care what disease the doctor says you have. You are victorious. You are a conqueror. You have already conquered, not because of you, but because of what Jesus did on the cross of Calvary. That's why we told you in the beginning, it's all about Jesus. Amen. It's all about Jesus. Never give up. That's why the divorce rate is so high, because people are giving up. I got news for you. The divorce rate in the church is higher than in the world. Now, that's a, that's a shame 
Because the one who created the church created marriage. But the devil is on the attack. Now I want you to keep this in mind. The devil is attacking. But you are victorious. You are a victor, not a victim. You are a victor. Say it with me. I am a victor and not a victim. Amen. I am not a victim. I am a victor. I have already won. I don't have to win. I've won. So I'm just going through the motions when I'm fighting, when I'm going through my battles, when I'm having my struggles, when I'm wrestling. For listen, remember what the Bible, the Bible says that we wrestle not against flesh and blood. Your fight is not with flesh and blood. So don't fight with the people in your church. Don't fight with your leaders. We're not the ones you're fighting with. The ones you are fighting with is the one in the spirit, the ones in the spirit world who are causing and reaping havoc in your life. Who's trying to make it look like others are against you. Those are the ones you need to be fighting against. Amen. 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 Don't fight against your brother. Don't fight against your sister. Don't fight against the pastor and what's going on in the church. No, don't do that. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood. But against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this world, and against, listen, spiritual wickedness in high places. And then listen what Paul told us. Paul told us after that, he said, put on the whole armor of God. The whole armor of God. And what Paul did was look at a Roman soldier, and he began to tell you every piece of armor that a Roman soldier had. And he began to tell you how it's supposed to be used in the spiritual, the helmet of salvation, the shield of faith, the breast, breastplate of righteousness, our feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace, having on the belt of righteousness, of truth rather, amen, and having in our hands the what? The sword of the spirit that we are ready to cut our enemy. Saints, it's time to fight. Whether you realize it or not, we're in a battle. We're in a battle for our very lives. Some of us are in a battle for our sanity. We're in a battle for our marriage. We're in a battle for our children. The enemy let me know this week, you in a battle. I'm fighting you and I'm not giving up. And I want you to know that's why the Lord let me to say, don't ever give up. Never give up because I'm telling you, the devil will keep attacking. He will never stop. He's going to keep attacking because he's relentless in what he does. He's relentless in what he does. He will never give up because his goal is to prevail over you. But we shall prevail over him because we are already victorious because we have the cross on our side. Jesus died on Calvary that we might be free. And whom the son says free, whom the son says free, we're going to show you how far back this battle goes. The battle goes further back than where we're about to read. But we're going to show you just how intense this battle is. Exodus, the 17th chapter, beginning at the 8th verse, we honor the reading of God's word. Please stand with me. 
to honor the reading of his word. Amen. Then came Amalek and forth with Israel in Rephidim, Rephidim. And Moses said unto Joshua, choose us out men to go and fight with Amalek. Tomorrow I will stand on the top of the hill with the rod of God in my hand. So Joshua did as Moses had said to him and fought with Amalek. And Moses, Aaron, and Hur went up on the top of the hill. And it came to pass when Moses, Moses held up his hand that Israel prevailed. And when he let down his hand, Amalek prevailed. But Moses' hands were heavy. And they took a stone and put it under him. And he sat thereon. And Aaron and Ur stayed up his hands. One on the one side and the other on the other side. And his hands were steady until the going down of the sun. And Joshua discomfited, meaning that he defeated Amalek. And his people, listen, with the edge of the sword. And the Lord said unto Moses, write this for a memorial in a book and rehearse it in the ears of Joshua. For I will utterly put out the remembrance of Amalek from under the heaven. And Moses built an altar and called the name of it Jehovah Nisi. You may be seated. And God for the word. For he said, because the Lord has sworn that the Lord will have war. Listen, that the Lord will have war with Amalek. That the Lord will have war with Amalek. Listen to this. From generation to generation. Listen again, that he will have war with Amalek from generation to generation. There will be war with Amalek. Finally, your topic for today, don't faint, fight. Again, don't faint. Fight. The Bible said that we will reap in due season if we what? Faint not. Your reaping season is here. You cannot faint. You must not faint, meaning you cannot give up. You cannot stop. You must keep fighting the good fight of faith. Don't give up. Fight. The enemy loves nothing more than when the children of God give up because he knows that when they give up, that he can come in and do what he wants in their lives. I need you to understand that in this story, this was an unprovoked attack. Israel did nothing for Amalek to attack it. There was no warning. 
There was no argument before. Moses had not sent any emissaries over to Amalek. Amalek just attacked Israel without rhyme, without reason, without cause. There was just an attack. Just as now in our lives, we get attacked by the enemy for no reason. And you might say, well, I don't know what he's talking about because everything is going good in my life. Well, get real. This is life. Life is full of sin, and we are dealing with a real devil. And anybody in here that doesn't have attacks in their life, I'm praying for you. Because when it does come, it's coming retroactive. Because of all the battles and fights that you missed before, you're going to get all that fighting when it finally does come. We, the saints of the children of God, are under attack because the enemy hates us. He's attacking many of us. He's attacking our minds. Many of us, he's attacking our finances. For some of us, he's attacking our children. But how many know we got to fight the good fight of faith? As the Bible tells us, earnestly contend for the faith Don't you give up. You must fight and let the enemy know that I am victorious and you are defeated. Like a preacher told the church one time, he said the devil, the devil tried to tell him that he was defeated. He said, yes, you're looking at now, but I look to the end of the book and at the end of the book, you are defeated. Amen. The devil is defeated. All we're doing now, we're going through the motions. We're being attacked. But let's stand in faith. Let's be strong. Listen to what Paul told the Ephesians. Paul told the Ephesians, he said, be strong in the Lord. And in the power of his might. See, not in yours, because with your power, you will faint. Fainting in our power is inevitable. We will faint. We will give up in our strength because our strength won't last. You know it yourself. Even at a certain part of the day, you get so tired. Last night I'm sitting up and I'm trying to wait for my sons to come in and my eyes started drooping. And my wife, I know she was sitting over there looking at me on the bed like I was a junkie or something. Because when tiredness hits you, you just can't stay up. I got to go to bed. I'm getting tired you know and what happens a lot of times as Christians a lot of us may not say anything but we find ourselves getting tired this message is for you you find yourself feeling like you're gonna faint because the battle is so intense because you're being attacked for no reason The enemy doesn't need a reason to attack you. No one who hates you needs a reason to attack you. He just comes after you because he hates you. He doesn't like you. So your marriage will come under attack. Your children will come under attack. Your finances will come under attack. And this is what happened with Amalek. They were attacking Israel and for no reason. So, because of this, I went and I looked up the name Amalek. And I said, oh my God, 
I said, how telling, how revealing. Listen to what the name of Amalek means. You know what it means? Listen, say, what does it mean? Warfare. Amalek means warfare. Meaning, in the natural, they always stirred up warfare with other nations. Now, although Amalek is not around anymore, God said, write this in a book and rehearse it in Joshua's ears that the Lord will have war with Amalek from generation till generation. Why? Because Amalek is no longer a nation. Amalek has now turned into a spirit. It's a spirit of warfare. That's why we're going through spiritual warfare. Because Amalek is constantly coming against God's people and it's been unprovoked. He's just going after us. You're on your job and then all of a sudden you get fired. Amen. That's why trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not to thine own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him and he shall direct your path. Your job is not your source. Your wife is not your source. Your husband is not your source. The Lord is your source. That's why you can put your trust in him because he won't ever fail you. He won't ever leave you. He said, I will be with you always, even to the end of the age. I am with you till you, till you die and beyond. Jesus said, I'll be with you. Amalek has declared war on God's people. And Amalek is no longer a nation around as we know it anymore. But now, it's spiritual warfare. And he's battling us for our very souls, our very sanity. He wants to take away what God has given us. Peace, joy, love, kindness, Gentleness, everything that God has given us, self-control is under attack. That's why the devil can't build enough stuff. He's bringing this stuff out with fury. Games, internet. Some of these games now should just say on it XXX. That's what it is because that's all it is because there's so much flesh in it. Well, I want to tell you that. Amalek represents the flesh. Because why? We are in constant battle against our flesh. I don't know. Maybe it's just me. Maybe it's just me that's in a constant battle with my flesh. Anybody out there in a battle with their flesh at times? In a battle with what your flesh wants to do rather than what you want to do? In a battle that some people you just don't want to be bothered with, you don't feel like talking to them, you don't feel like dealing with them. That's a battle with Amalek. That's a battle with your flesh. Because, listen, we wrestle not against flesh and blood. That means other people. But we are battling with our flesh. Because our flesh seeks to rise against us all the time and to make us do what it wants to do. And what the flesh wants to do is overcome us. That's why our flesh is constantly bringing up to us our past, what we used to do. 
how we used to do it. Like one of them um, memory videos, remember when? And you get that flashback of how you danced the night away? A lot of memories there, brother. <laughs> the flesh is constantly sending you messages, sending you things that's not of God. Why? Amalek represents the flesh. He was, he was the cousin of Israel through Esau, which was Jacob's brother. Now, you know there was no love between Jacob and Esau until later on in their life after Jacob had to go away for so many years and then come back. And then when it came time for him to confront Esau, he was scared. But what he didn't know is that God had given Esau a peace about how Jacob wronged him. And then they became good brothers together. But their nations didn't stay friends. Their nations did not stay well between them. And even though they were family, they were causing, they were causing battles against one another. They were instruments of the enemy to attack God's people. How many know the devil just uses others as instruments? He loves using others as instruments. That's why he'll get, listen, if he can't get to you, he'll get to your children. If he can't get to your children, he'll get to, he'll get to the people at, at your job. If he can't get to the people at the job, he'll get to the ones on the train with you. If he can't get to the ones that's on the train with you, he'll get to those who's on the road driving with you, causing you to, oh, to risk, uh, making it like you're risking your life with these other people out here. I love it. My father-in-law told me years ago, even before I, I started driving, 30-something years ago, my father-in-law told me, he said, you're not just driving for you. He said, you're driving for everyone out here because everybody out here is not paying attention. Because all it takes is one slip of the moment. One slip of time. I had a man tell me one time how he slipped just to look at his phone for a second while he was driving and ran right into the back of a truck and said if he had been in his car, him and his wife would have been decapitated. But because they were in a higher vehicle, thanks be to God, their lives were spared. Saints, it don't take but a moment. Come on, say it with me. It don't take but a moment. Say it again. It don't take but a moment. And I let you know that these things happen. Amalek was what? Amalek was looking to be a hindrance to Israel. Because Israel was on their way to their God-given promise. Israel was on their way to their God-given destiny. And I come to let you know that each and every one of us in here who are Christians, who are Christ-like people, that you are on your way to your promise that God has promised you. And the devil don't want you to get where you're going. So he'll send anything to be a hindrance in your life. Your own thoughts can be your hindrance. Your flesh can be your hindrance. But the enemy will cause anything to be a hindrance to stop you from getting to where you're going. I want to show you how, <clears throat> how he knew that God has something great for Israel. See, the enemy knew 
how they took the blood and covered their door so that the angel of death didn't come in and kill the firstborn. He saw the blood. He saw that all the children of Egypt died. But God said that where I see the blood, that I'll cause the angel of death to bypass that house and go to the house where I don't see the blood. See, that's why I thank God that we're covered by the blood. Because of being covered by the blood, the enemy can't hurt us, the enemy can't harm us because we're covered by the blood of Jesus. Because what God did in the Old Testament, right now you are covered by the blood. Covered by the blood. So that, so much so that when God looks at you, he don't really see you. He sees the blood. Oh, you are covered with the blood from the top of your head to the soles of your feet. It's the blood that covers you. That's why I'm trying to tell you it's all about Jesus. It's all about the cross. It's all about redemption. It's all about atonement. It's all about sanctification. It's all about holiness. All the things that Jesus did for us to bring us to where he wants us to be. The devil is trying to hinder our progress. But we've got to fight. Come on, say it with me. I got to fight. Come on, say it again. I got to fight. I've got to fight. I will, I, listen, I know the devil's coming to hinder me, but one thing about it, thank God he can hinder me, but he can't stop me. I'm going forward in the Lord. So we're covered by the blood. Israel was covered by the blood. And then when they left, when they left Egypt, see, I need you to understand, God gave them salvation before they left Egypt. How many see it? For he covered them. Y'all going to catch it when y'all get home. You got to be by yourself and then you're going to see them. He covered them with the blood. See, God, even in the Old Testament, was showing us the theology, the doctrine to come, that it all starts with being saved by being covered by the blood. We well, see, when you're covered by the blood, death can't harm you. When you're covered by the blood, death has to pass over you to the next house. See, I want you to know, some of you didn't even know it, but there were some things that went on around you, and when the devil knew that someone in the house was covered by the blood, he had to pass your house and go to the next house. See, because of the blood, he could not touch you because you're covered. Oh, say it with me, I'm covered. Come on and say it again, I'm covered. Clap your hands if you know you're covered. You're covered by the blood. Before Israel left Egypt, he covered them with the blood. Now, they are put out of Egypt. Pharaoh lets them leave Egypt. And when they go to Egypt, they get caught by the Red Sea. They can't go forward. They can't go to the right or the left. They got Pharaoh behind them. They're right there by the sea. God opens up the sea for them. And now God does what he did for all of us. He baptizes them in the water. Because he brings them through the water and he baptized them into 
his family, just like you and I are baptized into the body of Christ. Somebody say, I'm baptized. Come on, say it with me. I've been baptized. I'm baptized into the body of Christ. I am no longer, I am no longer who I used to be. If any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. All things are what? And behold, all things that become what? I am a new creature. Everything, I am a new kind. Everything about me is new. And you know who else knows it's new? The one you used to serve. He knows it's new. That's why he's been having warfare with you every day. That's why he's been after you, because he hates you. Because he wants to hinder you from getting, he, listen, listen, he knows he can't stop you. That's the thing you got to laugh about. That's the thing you got to smile about. The devil knows he can't stop you. He knows he can't block you. He can only try to hinder you from what God has for you. And when Pharaoh came against them to stop them, God opened up the Red Sea and they walked through. But when Pharaoh tried to do the same thing, his whole army was swarmed by the Red Sea and they drowned. And Israel goes on. But the devil wasn't finished. See, Egypt failed. So now the devil had to get in somebody else. See, you may not have studied demonology one-on-one. Demons jump from one body to another. Because what they couldn't get from one body, they'll jump into another one. And see, as you go from each to each level in God, the devil sends some greater demon your way. He's got to send a more powerful demon as you go higher in the Lord. But I want you to know that no matter what the power of the demon is, greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. No demon can defeat the power of the living God. You got more power than you in you than you'll ever need. The power of God. He knows he can't defeat the power of God. But what he does, he sends a different demon that's stronger. A demon whose mind is more malign than the rest of them. One who won't give up, who'll keep going at you. And then when that one fails, he'll send another one. So that spirit that was in Egypt to fight against Israel jumped out of Egypt and jumped into Amalek. And it's the same today. Demons just jump from body to body. Oh, listen here. This is not for you to get scared. Because, see, we got healing by the same spirit. We have miracles by the same spirit. There's a spirit of knowledge by the same spirit. There's a spirit of miracle by the same spirit. The devil uses his spirits, but God has given us his Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit has power. And he empowers you over the spirit of the enemy. And I come to let you know that the enemy is defeated. 
We have more power than we'll ever need through the Holy Ghost. And the devil knows he can't defeat God. He knows that, but he'll try. So that spirit jumps out of Egypt and jumps in the nation of Amalek. And then Amalek comes against Israel unprovoked. Now, now listen, I want you to see, I want you to see the picture how Amalek provokes Israel. All Israel is doing, oh, all Israel is doing is walking. That's all they're doing. They're just walking through the land. They're walking through life, walking to where God has prepared for them, to where God told them there's milk and honey. That's all they're doing, walking. And I come to tell you that the devil is trying to get you while you're walking in faith. He wants to stop you from having faith in God. Don't give up. Fight. Don't give up your faith. Have faith. Have faith. I'm not preaching. Y'all going to preach. Have faith. Have faith. Put your faith in God. Don't put your faith in how intellectual you are. I know some of y'all got your, uh, your bachelor's degree, or your master's degree. My daddy says some of y'all got your DDD. Yeah, your dumb dodo diploma. Because you're very smart. But the devil don't care nothing about how smart you are. Because you can be very intellect and spiritually stupid. You can be very articulate and don't know God's word. That's right. <sighs> because a lot of smart people are very dumb. Because they don't know Jesus Christ. So see, all your degrees don't impress me. Do you got Jesus? As a commercial asks, do you got milk? Do you got Jesus? Because if you got Jesus, that's what you, that's the one you're going to need to win this battle in this life. Because without Jesus, you can't win this battle of life. Because we are in a battle for our souls. We are in a battle for our minds. The enemy is fighting against everything we have to take us down. He doesn't want us to go forward in the Lord. He doesn't want us to get the promises that God has for us. He doesn't want you to get that. He wants you to stay where you are. He wants you to be stumped right where you are and don't walk, just stand still. That's what he wants. But the devil is a liar. Oh, come on and say it with me. The devil is a liar. Come on, say it right loud. The devil is a liar. He's a liar. He will never stop. But one thing he's always looking to do, the devil is always looking to stop the progress of God's people. Say it with me loud. I got to make progress. See, never stop. He wants you not to make progress. But God has strengthened you and empowered you and enlightened you to make progress in the Lord. Never stand still where you are. Let's grow up. Come on, say it with me. I got to grow up. Come on, say it again. I got to grow up. 
I don't care if you're 50, 60, 70, 80, or 90, or 110. There's always some growing to do in the Lord for progress. Don't ever think that you're too old to grow. Don't ever think that you know too much because you can always learn. That's the problem with many of us today. We're not teachable because we think we know it. The devil looks at dumb people who think they know it because he knows that if they think they know it, they don't really have, they don't really have the knowledge they're supposed to have. This is an attack on our progress in the Lord. An attack on your finance is an attack on your progress because if he gets you upset about your finance, you can't go forward. If he gets you upset with your marriage, you can't go forward. It's a trick of the enemy. Go forward. Don't you stay where you are. You got to make progress. The Lord has called you to go forward. You can't stop the progress because you upset. You can't stop the progress because you're crying. You need to go and get the progress that God has called you to get. That's it. That's it. You can't make the enemy cause you to stay where you are. That was the plan. Make you stop so that there's no progress. Do you know that going forward from Amalek for a minute for a second, do you know that the devil was able to block Israel's promise so much that for 40 years he caused them to wander? Do you know that for 40 years they wandered in a certain direction, never going to where they were supposed to go because they did not believe God? And God caused it that they wandered until that whole generation that came out of Egypt, except for Joshua and Caleb, they all died because God said for 40 years you will wander. The worst thing to do in your life is to be in your life and then find out that all you've been doing is wandering, going around in circles. It's time for us to make progress. I'm not going to let the enemy keep me in one spot because if you don't wait, if you keep wasting time, time will waste you. It's no time to be wasting. Redeem the time. Redeem the time for the days are evil. If you waste time, time will waste you. You'll be standing right there talking about, oh, I didn't do that yet, and 10 years done went by. Y'all laughing. Let me tell you something about Bishop. I still ain't got my book done. But you know what? Time ain't stopped. How many heard that? How many heard that? See, now, I done told my story, what's yours? What has time held you back from doing because if you don't work in time time will work against you time has time has no favor it keeps moving it never stops we started this service well I started service at 9 30 and time is still going and I'm going towards the next day and time won't stop. Time stops for no one. Then if time stops for no one, we need to use our time wisely. Look around and tell your neighbor, you better use your time wisely. Tell the neighbor on the other side, you better use your time wisely. 
Stop wasting time because time don't stop for you. Time is not your friend. Time will make time. Time will cause itself to keep going and you'll stay right where you are. Talking about, yeah, I'm going to get my license. And you 50 and still don't got it. Y'all laughing. You got people 50 and 60 and still don't have a license because they were supposed to get it at 20 and never did it. But they said, and you know, you know what the, the famous phrase is? I got time. Okay. And then, listen, and then moments turn to seconds. Seconds turn to minutes. Minutes turn to hours. Hours turn to days. Days turn to months. And months turn to... Come on now. And, and you know what? And, and, you, and while you're sitting there talking about it, time passing you by. <laughs> you sitting there talking time. Woo. Hey, what was that? <laughs> that was time. Just keep going by you. And guess what? You ain't no progress. You ain't went nowhere. Next word, progress. Guess what? You ain't produced. What have you produced? The devil is looking to stop you from producing. And I'm not talking about producing children. I'm talking about producing fruit for God. I'm talking about producing things that help you in life to go forward in God. It's a terrible thing when the devil hinders you so bad that you can't even produce anything. <sighs> God wants us to constantly produce. Constantly. Do you know, back in the days before TV, back in the days before there were all these games and all these cell phones, people were home producing children. But now, they've got so caught up in all this electronic and technology stuff, they stopped producing children. And now we find families with one and two children. Now we find people with no children at all because they stopped producing. Oh, say it with me. It's important to produce. Come on, say it again. It's important to produce. See, Amalek is having war with us from generation to generation to get us out of our place. He wants to keep us from our place in God. Let me tell you something. You can be a Christian all your life, but if you don't know your place, you're not doing too good. Everybody needs to know their place. Where we find people messing up is when we try to invade the space of others because we don't know our own place. See, and that's what Amalek wanted to do. They wanted to get Israel out of their place. That's what the battle was about. That's what the war was about. We want this place because next, if we can take your place, we can take your position. Don't let the enemy cause you to lose your place, cause you to lose your position in God. The most sad thing is when the devil and when the devil sends out, sends out people in the church, sends out specifically women in the church to get to the man of God, to bring the man of God down. 
And saints, don't, don't think about this. Let me tell you something. The devil sends different ones on assignment in the church to get to those that's trying to go forward in God because he doesn't want the church to progress. He doesn't want the church to become a place of healing and deliverance, a place where people can come and find Jesus and know that the cross is something that was done for their souls. But I come to let you know, don't you ever let the devil pull you down. We should be pulling him down. We should be pulling down strongholds. Today, I'm pulling down my false imagination. Today, I'm pulling down my things that have not been working. Today, I'm pulling down worrying. I'm pulling down frustration. I'm pulling down aggravation. And when I walk out of here, I'm going to be free in the Lord. I'm not letting the devil take my place nor my position from me that God has given me himself. This is what God has given me. He's caused me to produce. He's caused me to make progress. And I'm not letting the enemy steal what God has given me. For the thief cometh not, but for two. Two. And two. But I have come. I have come. This is the difference. Jesus said, I have come that you might have life that you may progress, that you may produce, that you may know your place, that you may know your position. I have come that you might have life and that you might have it more abundantly. I don't want you to stay where you are. I want you to hold on to the Lord and go forward in God. And Amalek's after you. Say it with me, Amalek's after me. But it's all right. God is for me. If God be for us, if God be for us, who can be against us? If God is on our side, I cannot be denied. He's for me. He will keep me. He will deliver me. He will help me. He will strengthen me. He will heal me. For God is for me. He goes for me. You know, in this battle, we get tired. Somebody, come on, say, say, sometimes I get tired. Come on, say it again. Sometimes I get tired. See, this is why you got to know Moses. You know what Moses' name means? Moses' name means saved out of the water. You got to have a Joshua. You know what Joshua means? Joshua means the Lord saves. Because Joshua is Jesus in the Hebrew. And it means the Lord saves. See, and Moses, the one who was saved out of the water, went to Joshua because the Lord saves and told Joshua, I need you to go and get some men and I need you to fight against Amalek. 
See, God is telling you and me, fight your flesh. Amalek represents the flesh. God is saying, fight your flesh. Don't you just let depression come and take you over. Fight. Ain't nobody hearing this? Anybody? anybody? This thing on? Fight your flesh. When when thoughts come come in your mind against Sister Hargit, fight your flesh. When thoughts come in your mind, you know what? Maybe it's time for me to leave Mount Olive. They don't recognize me. Ain't nobody patting me on my back in a while. Bishop don't talk about me when he preached. All he mentioned is Sister Annette. Sister Annette is the only one he focused on. Fight those thoughts. See, one of the things that we're not doing in our mind as Christians, rather than fighting the enemy, rather than fighting our flesh, we're giving in to it. You know, you know what? That's for sure. That's the truth. She get on my nerve anyway. I never liked her. Didn't remember what she, I sure do. Sitting there having a conversation with you. We like to blame other people, but a lot of times it's not other people. It's you talking to you. It's your flesh talking to you. Why don't you start encouraging yourself in the Lord? Why don't you start quoting scriptures to yourself? Why don't you start reading the word to yourself and stop saying what you're saying and start saying what God said about you? See, but as long as you listen to you, that's exactly what you're going to do. Because I'm listening to me. And I'm going to tell me what I want to hear. You know what? You just ought to slap the taste out of his mouth. (laughs) Knock him out. And you know what? Let me tell you something. You have this thought long enough. Somebody better talk back here. You have this thought long enough. And guess what? After, after a while, you're going to act on it. After a while, you're going to act on it. Talking about, Bishop, where you at um, in, in the county? What part of the, the county jail? Why? You know why? Because you acted on what you were thinking rather than acting on what the Holy Spirit told you to do. That's how we get ourselves in trouble. But see, that's what I like with Moses. Moses knew what was happening. He understood that what was coming. He said, Joshua, go and get men to fight for us. He understood that he couldn't go in the battle because by now age was getting to him. But he said, go and fight. What we need to do, we need to know that the Holy Spirit is within us. And we need to speak to the Holy Spirit and say, Holy Spirit, give me power to fight with my flesh. Give me power to fight with my mind. Give me power to fight with my mouth. Give me power to fight with my emotions. Give me power to fight with my will. Give me power to fight with my reason. Don't just stand there and be beat up. Moses said, go and get people to fight for us. And the Lord saved, went to get men to fight. And Moses said, as you fight, I'm going to be up on the hill. And in my hand, I'm going to have the rod of God. 
the rod of God represents faith. It was through this rod that God opened the Red Sea. Why? Because Moses lift up the rod. It was through this rod that Moses put it on the floor and it turned to a snake. And that snake ate the snakes of the Egyptians that turned to snakes. Because when the Egyptians caused their rods to turn to snakes, God said, I'm going to go one up on you. My snake is going to eat your snakes. He said, I'm going up on the hill and I'm going to have the rod of God. See, I want you to know that while you're fighting the enemy, that it's your faith that's working. It's your faith that's going before you. It's your faith that's getting you through the battle. You can't fight without faith. You need your faith. You need your faith to fight. That's why Jesus asked them, where is your faith? Why do you have so little faith? Wherefore did you fear? Where is your faith in God? Don't you know Jesus would tell them, you got the captain on the ship. There's no way you can drown. Where is your faith? I'm right here. I just fed 5,000 people with two fish and five loaves of bread, and I'm in your ship. I'm in your ship. I live in your heart. I reside in your body. Why would I let you die? I'm here with you. Where is your faith? Where is your faith? And Moses was up on the mountain and he had the rod of God and he was holding it up and as he held it up, Israel won the battle. Yay! Joshua was winning. The Lord truly saves. Something happened. You know how when you first get saved, you're so excited. You took all your R&B records and broke them up. Yeah. You, you threw away, you threw away your dance clothes. You stopped going to clubs. You stop, you stop doing the things you used to do. Because now you saved now. You stopped all that stuff. Hey Amen. And then, as you went on, something happened. You felt faint in the walk. You got tired. Fatigue start to set in. Ha <laughs> anybody in here get tired sometime? How many know what I'm talking about? I preach to myself. You know, sometimes, sometimes I, I just get tired. Sometimes I don't want to run across the turnpike. Sometimes I like you, but I don't want to see you. <laughs> I, I, I'd much rather stay home. I'd much rather be in my bed like this morning. Oh, yeah, I could have slept all, pretty much most of the day this morning. Yeah, I was tired. I felt faint. And Moses, with the rod of God, began to get tired. See, there any tired people here? Because I know that we as Christians sometimes, we get tired. We get tired of 
praying. We get tired of reading the word. I'm talking, am I talking to some real people here? Don't tell me that every day you feel like praying. Don't tell me that every day you feel like reading the word. Don't tell me that every day you want to be in the presence of God. There are some people here that get tired, that feel faint, that don't really want to go to church. I would rather be on the beach. I would rather be in Jamaica. There are a lot of, there are some things I could have done in the house. There's so much undone stuff in the house. But David said, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. But sometimes I just get tired. I just get tired. I get tired because sometimes I, 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 I'm preaching and y'all act like y'all don't want to hear me. I get tired because some, sometimes I come in and, and, and no, nobody, nobody said we appreciate you. I, I get tired. Mm. I, I usher every Sunday and nobody act like they like it. Nobody pats me on my back. You get tired. But first of all, let me tell you something. What you're doing is for the Lord. Your help coming from the Lord, which made heaven and earth. And because he is the one that strengthens you, the last thing you need to do is to depend on people because the arm of flesh will fail you. Get yourself up, dust yourself off, and make some progress. But we get tired. Moses is tired. But here's the thing. Every time... His arm goes down. Amalek wins the battle. But when his arm goes, oh, somebody, somebody saying this? When his arm goes up, Israel wins the battle. But they realize that Moses was tired. See, I need some folks in here that want to help other folks when they're tired. It's not all about you. And stop looking to you. It's not about you. Because there's some folks that's tired. You got to learn to encourage them. You got to learn to help them and lift up their arms in the Lord. Because if I can't lift them up, who's going to be there to lift me up? They realized that Moses was tired. And when they realized that he was tired, Aaron and Ur, one got on one side and the other got on the other side. They said, let's hold him up. Let's lift up the heads of Moses. Because if we lift him up, God's going to deliver us. Lift up your brother. Lift up your sister. Help the one that needs strength. Don't overlook them but lift them up in the Lord. It's not about you. What can you do to help somebody else? Forget about yourself. Forget about your mood. Forget about your worry and help somebody else. And when they lift up Moses' hands, they sat him down. They said, we realize that you're tired, but we're going to help you. And as long as his arms were up, they won the battle. This is a position of worship. As long as your hand stays up, the devil is defeated. This is a place of worship. 
Keep your hands up. And as long as your hands are up, the devil is defeated. But it's when you stop worshiping that the devil attacks you and he comes in and he's winning the battle. Keep your hands up. And if you see somebody who looks like they're really tired, just go to them. Encourage them. Help them. Lift their hands up with them. Pastor and I need you to lift our hands up. We can't do this on our own. We can't build this ministry by ourselves. We need people. We need God-fearing people who's going to keep our hands up until the battle is won. You did it for 12 years and God blessed us with this house. I'm asking you now, let's keep doing it until every battle is won, until every part of Amalek is destroyed. Can you help us? Let's build. But you got to hold my arms up. I ain't going to lie, I need some help. I can't do this by myself. I can't do this by myself. I need your help help. Your wife can't do it by herself. She needs your help. Your husband can't do it by himself. He needs your help. He needs your prayers. He needs your fasting. He needs you telling him the word. Come on and stand with me. Hmm. Amalek is not dead. He's still fighting you. But God has given you the victory. Hallelujah. God has given you the victory. Stand therefore in the liberty wherewith Christ has made thee free. And don't be entangled in the yoke of bondage, the yoke of the flesh anymore. Don't get faint. For you shall reap in due season if you faint not. I know we get tired, but it's okay. Let's help each other. Let's hold up one another. And let's get into the position of worship with the faith of God in our hand. It's all in your hand. It's all in your hand. Now that you have it in your hand, what are you going to do with it? I say we make progress. I say we make progress. I say we get in our place and get in our position in the Lord. Is there anybody in here who can lift up their hands in worship today? Can we give that same signal that Moses gave today? Hallelujah. Either they had his hands lift up in worship or they had his arms like Jesus stretched out representing the cross. Doesn't matter what position his arm is in, but what matters is that his, every time his arm was up, 
the battle was being won by Israel. Saints, this is what we have to know. As long as our hand is up in surrender to God, the devil cannot defeat us. Let's keep our hands up. Let's keep our hands up. Before we leave here, let us hold our hands up and worship the God of heaven. Let us worship our God who is our keeper. Our God who is our strength. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Get in position. Get in your place in the Lord. Hallelujah. Lift up your hands unto him. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. The battle is already won. The battle is already won. Lift up your heads, O ye gates, and be ye lifted up, ye everlasting doors, and the King of glory shall come in. Lift up your hands to the Lord in the sign of victory, for God has given you the victory. Your hands straight up is the sign of victory. Your hands stretched out is the cross. Any way you want to do it is victory. It all spells victory in Jesus. Hallelujah. I want to pray for the faint. I want to pray for those who are getting tired. Father, we thank you. We thank you that you are our strength. Lord, your word tells us be strong in the Lord. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. God, we are depending on you that we will not become tired, fatigued, and weak. Lord, as we hold up our hands to you, you will honor our prayers. You will honor the things that we need, oh God. And we thank you. We thank you for supplying our need. For you are Jehovah Rapha. You are Jehovah Nisi. You are our banner. God, we carry the bloodstained banner into this battle. And we know that we cannot lose because you are our banner. You go before us. You go before us and we thank you. We are victorious as we keep ourselves in the position you have caused us to stay. You called us to stay in and we bless you for it now. We thank you, oh God, that you're removing the tiredness. You're removing the weakness that we can be strong and we bless you for it now. As we have our hands up in surrender, we believe you now that you are strengthening us. You are giving us power, more power than we'll ever need. And we bless you. Those of you who got your hands up right now, I want you to begin to speak unto the Lord. Begin to speak unto him. Begin to praise him. Open up your mouth and praise him. Lift up your voice and praise him. Shout unto the Lord. Shout unto the Lord. Shout unto him for victory. Shout the, the victory cry. Shout the victory cry. Hallelujah. Shout the shout of victory. Shout the shout of victory. Shout in victory. Shout like the true conquerors you are. Shout unto the Lord. Shout unto the Lord. Shout unto the Lord. Shout unto the Lord. Shout unto him, for the walls are coming down. The walls are coming down. The tide of the battle is changing. You are winning the battle. Shout. The battle is won. Shout, shout. 
Shout unto the Lord. Shout unto the Lord. Hallelujah. Shout unto him. Bless him. Bless him. Bless him. Amen. May God bless you and strengthen you. And again, happy Father's Day to all you fathers out there. God bless you. We love you.